Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Putting a national lockdown, stay-at-home orders is like house arrest. It's, the, it's, the, it's you know, other than slavery, which was a different kind of restraint, this is the greatest intrusion on civil liberties in American history. What did you make of William Barr's statement? I disagree. Uh, I actually think it's um, uh, alarming and disingenuous to compare a public health crisis to slavery. Uh, certainly, um, there are many civil liberties concerns um, that are raised right now, um, but it actually does a disservice to the people who are trying to uh, discuss intelligently uh, a public health response by a government and what measures are necessary and supported by science and what measures step too far. Um, to compare it to the mass enslavement uh, based on race of uh, you know an entire population. So, um, yes, I think we need to discuss these things. No, I do not think that uh, that is a useful. Comparison. No, it's it's outrageous. Uh, when he that, said slavery was another kind of detention or something like that, restraint, restraint is. Uh, yeah, no, that's it, insane. It's it's, it's um, I think it's uh, offensive. It's an offensive. Uh, At the very least. Let me ask you this. Um, what are the, uh, just from the CCLA perspective, what are the remaining issues from the original lockdown, which, as we all remember, if we just give it a little bit of thought, we remember included serious fines for family events, like on an Ontario dad who was rollerblading with his kids. What's, what's some of the, uh, the residual effect that still is, is lingering? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's been not that long, but at the same time, it feels like a really long time ago um, that we were in those first few weeks of lockdown. Um, and we did get uh, really hundreds of stories of people who were ticketed for things that um, did not endanger public health, but were not illegal. Um, they were ticketed hundreds of dollars under laws that we think went too far, were unconstitutional. Um, uh, people who uh, strongly felt they were singled out because they were in a same-sex couple and, and the bylaw officer that approached them didn't view them as a family, uh, treated them rudely. Uh, same thing with interracial couples, right? So those those people are still fighting their tickets. That wasn't that long ago. They still are That's paying right. hundreds, thousands of dollars in fines. Um, and now we, again, are seeing rising case counts and we are, again, seeing politicians coming out and saying, you know, not only, which I think is perfectly legitimate, uh, these are concerning numbers, we need to pay attention to public health recommendations, we need to follow them, but now we're starting to see them rely on police again to, you know, Quebec uh, is sending uh, thousands of officers out this weekend into bars and restaurants, despite the fact that that's not really um, where the problems are. And Ontario, uh, you know, Premier Ford with pride says he's going to have the highest fines in the country. Let me just read from, let me read, sorry, let me read from your, your Twitter feed, from the CCLA uh, a Twitter feed, at CanCivLib. Provincial governments should be facilitating compliance with public health measures, not prioritizing criminalization and spreading confusion. A few weeks ago, the message was live it up. Now it's lock them up. Yes, absolutely. You know, we all saw, I mean, many of us did, I certainly did, the picture of Premier Ford at uh, a wedding without masks on. Um, it was only seven, eight weeks ago that we were, uh, you know, before the legislative committee saying, uh, you know, that they wanted to declare the emergency over, that, you know, we were getting back to normal. This was the message from the government in the summer. 
So what should um, they be? What should they that. be? What what should they be doing then, Ms. Dashman? To go back to that tweet, what should the government be doing? Is it an, an incremental and understandable message to the layperson that just makes sense that they should be doing? Or, I mean, what, what would you expect from the premier of the of the province? What should he? What should Mr. Ford be doing? Yeah, you know, first I'd like to see a steady hand on the tiller, right? You know, don't go out into the middle of the summer and declare that the emergency is over. And then hit people over the head with massive fines as soon as, you know, case numbers rise and before even telling people, before even putting the regulations in place that we have to decrease gathering sizes because we're seeing cases rise. You know, you already are turning to a punitive enforcement approach. Right. So everybody is struggling to do their best. Um, and a public health approach, um, which is effective, involves education. It involves uh, supports for people. It involves trying to let people, you know, find healthy ways to socialize and understand the rules. And and that really hasn't been done. Uh, no, when I was speaking with your executive director, Michael Bryant, he's on, Mr. Bryant was on this a few times during the last number of months, and uh, we were talking about the fact that it becomes easier for politicians at all levels to enact legislation which compromises or, in fact, denies constitutional and charter freedoms once they've done it the first time. And uh, that's a, well, that was a big concern of Mr. Bryant's. I suspect it's a similar concern of yours. So if we can take that position uh, or that statement or that question, uh, are we looking at a situation now where you believe it's become more easy for politicians? Do you think that they'll take the easier route to deny civil liberties? Uh, absolutely. So we have a number of presidents that were set uh, early on in the pandemic, um, you know, where we think unconstitutional laws were passed. Uh, some of them we were able to challenge, others we haven't even had the opportunity to challenge yet. Um, but now those precedents are out there. You're absolutely right. And, you know, we had emergency legislation that was invoked for the first uh, for the first wave of this pandemic that actually the government is now no longer using. They've made it easier for themselves to put in place really restrictive laws and regulations w- without the same types of democratic checks and balances. Um, so we are on a slippery slope. Are you at the CCLA still fighting cases in, in court? Absolutely. Uh, we have a case that was just decided, actually, about the uh, travel ban in the Maritimes. Um, you know, we are looking at that and considering our options. It obviously wasn't the judgment that uh, we were hoping for. They found that it was constitutional. Um, we have a case against Correctional Services Canada uh, that is still pending, you know, about their lack of response to protect people who are extremely vulnerable um, and sitting in prison in close quarters with others. Um, and uh, as I said, there are many people who are still planning on fighting their tickets in the first wave. So okay. we are actively monitoring uh, their cases as well. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.